Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Charlie Butters back with another interview this week with Cabana Man Dan. We'll get to that here shortly. First, we're going to go over what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? All right. So Tuesday, April 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents Action Clash 33 and the featured bout Danhausen versus Cabana Man Dan. Also Tuesday, April 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Mall Madness, Episode 5. Tuesday, April 27th at 10 p.m. Eastern, Absolute Intense Wrestling, Go For Broke, Episode 4. And if you've been enjoying that, you can always check me out on Wrestling Cheers, where we do a review and breakdown of each of the episodes of Go For Broke. Wednesday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 10. Followed by at 10 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, UWFI Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 6. Then Thursday, April 29th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Absolute Intense Wrestling presents Hello Cleveland. Look for me in the crowd. And Friday, April 30th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Absolute Intense Wrestling is back again live with Is This Something You Might Be Interested In? Again, look for me and Ref Jayhawk in the crowd. Saturday, May 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern, East Coast Wrestling Association presents the 25th Annual ECWA Super 8 Tournament. And Sunday, May 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, Deathmatch Down Under presents Not Here to Fuck Spiders. And that's what's on IWTV this week. And without further ado, let's get to our interview with the castaway, Cabana Man Dan. And we're back on the podcast, and today I am joined by none other than the castaway, Cabana Man Dan. How's it going today, man? I am doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Out of all the days of the week, this year has been a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I, I didn't realize you were central time, so it was even more fun. Like, I was like, oh, I was running around trying to get, like, uh, my cat some food some stuff and get all my running done before i got home and i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna have time and then that's when i messaged you and you're like yeah i'm central time so i got time we got time so oh good all worked out so uh first thing i wanted to jump into is uh i was listening to your interview with uh the struggles and uh he kind of was going over your career at length and i was wondering how how long has it have you been wrestling professionally now i think i just claimed 15 plus years at this point but uh my career started in 2001 is when I first started training and having uh, matches, I guess. And then uh, from 01 to 2010, uh, December of that year. And then I took six years off just due to not really feeling it anymore. Somewhat of an injury, this, that, and the other. And then 2016, someone called out and I was already working backstage with New South. And they were like, hey, we got to replace somebody. Can you wrestle? I was like, uh, it's been six years. Let's give it a shot. And I was kind of worried about it. 
and then wrestled. Two days later, I was still fine. And then I've been wrestling very consistently since 2016. So going on my fifth year being back in the Indies. Nice. Pretty wild. Yeah, it's uh, I, I followed the Indies during a lot of, of the time that you've been around. And I just, I, I feel like I've heard of you, but I had never uh, really maybe remembered seeing any of your matches. And then uh, finally, like when I watched Southern underground pros, when I really first started paying attention to uh, uh, you wrestling and stuff like that and paying attention to where you were at and stuff like that. So, well, a majority of like the first 10 years of wrestling, uh, there's not really a lot of footage. I didn't leave Alabama or Georgia very much. So they're outside of IWA deep South. They're, one appearance at Chikar and, and one appearance at Bay Mid-South. There's not really a lot on the record of me wrestling at a lot of places. Uh, I was just at mostly really small, very small independents, uh, not with very much coverage. Or I mean, back then there wasn't any streaming services or videos online about anything. Okay. Uh, so did you backyard? Uh, I mean, it was just um, it was just trampoline wrestling with uh, other high school kids. And, you know, that was kind of like the Attitude Era was going on so wrestling was huge everybody was into wrestling and then i found other people that loved wrestling and they happened to also be backyard wrestlers so that's where i mean that's that's what i started to do every saturday for a few years maybe a couple years three years um and we would just go backyard to backyard whoever whoever's parents would let us wrestle there for a while before they get tired of it then they make us move to another house and we did it there (laughs) terrible (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I did a little bit, but it was like, uh, just like when we, like I would buy stuff off of my one friend, like I'd buy titles or whatever off of him, like when he was getting rid of stuff. And, uh, so instead of just like buying the title, we had to have a title match. So, uh, obviously that's what you do. So if I was going to, you know, get the belt, I had to beat him for it. So we did a ladder match oh, one yeah. time. That was fun, but yeah, it was silly stuff like that. Oh, for sure. So one of my favorite matches that you've, you've ever competed in, uh, is you and Marco stunt against, uh, violence is forever. Um, can you kind of take us back through that match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like the first time, you know, I've done hardcore before, but not at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there was a good possibility that I would be bleeding and I didn't know how to, how I felt about that. But as the show kept going on, I said, you know, screw it. What happens out there happens out there. If I get bloody, it's fine. I'm just going on a family vacation tomorrow. I'll just wear a bandage while I'm at Universal Studios, or I think we might have went to Disney. It was something wild like that to where the very first day I've got like a big bandaid on my forehead. But uh, man, it was just it was just a lot of nerves. I mean, this had been a a match that had been building up for six to eight months, like a like a wrestling program should. And you know, this was this was the time to end it. Uh, with a match with stipulations for the tag team championships, the first first ever holders of them. So uh, we wanted to go all out, wanted to leave an impression. And uh, it was just a very, very wild time. Um, you know, that was the match with the infamous back of the head bell shot from Dom. That guy's a psychopath. <laughs> I just, I did, I, to be honest, I didn't know w- what the fuck just hit me in the back of the head, except that I had a good feeling it was a bell. And it hurt really fucking bad. Like, but... I knew that we had another half of this match to probably go that I had to just get right back up and just kind of shake it off. Even though I was like, wow, this, <laughs> that really fucking sucked. But you know, things just got in the moment and it just happens like that. But, and then after that, I got hit in the front 
and I was just a, I was just a damn bloody mess. I've, I've never bled before in a match. It kind of like awoken something in me that was kind of scary that I liked this too much. But <laughs> I just I just knew afterwards like yeah I can't do that very many times because that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, that was definitely um, one of the one of the craziest moments. I was actually showing a, a friend of mine who um, doesn't really he watches like WWE and stuff, but he doesn't watch a lot of indies. But he's I've been slowly getting him into it, and I told him I was interviewing you today, and I showed him uh, one of your highlight videos on YouTube, and it actually had the bell shot in it, and he <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Yeah," I was like, "That other guy is uh, is Dom," and I told him about Dom and stuff, and he's just like, "That is crazy." And then he, you, you follow that up with you had the the thumbtack uh, flip flop and you you got him back pretty good with it. So I sure did, <laughs> and I didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> and he and he understands that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, my local promotion is AIW, and you got to do some fun stuff with them um, before the pandemic and everything like that. Uh, I believe you were in a scramble match. Um, on a show i'm trying to think yeah it was uh the harley race show and they had a talent initiative that day and that was like the most intense tryout and most like fulfilling camp type event that i've ever been a part of because they were doing stuff that i've i've never even done before Mm -hmm. and then um it was a group of like i think seven or eight of us we rented a van and drove up from alabama and this is stuff that this is like next level stuff and it, it was wild um I think in the match it was me, uh, Wardlow, uh, Lee Moriarty, um, Kevin Bennett—is that his name? And then uh, Matt Kenway and Logan Larue. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up cage match right now to to look at it because I'm trying to. I can't. My memory's terrible. I think I, th- I think I think I got that one. I think it, I think that's it. But that that was a wild event. I mean, there was a ton of people there, and I just remember walking out and just seeing just bodies everywhere. And it was amazing. Such a fun time! I, it was an, it was nice to get a, a warm reaction from a crowd that I didn't think would know who I was. But that was cool. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty good group of of uh, the the core group of AIW fans. They watch a lot of the indies and um, some some of them podcast that kind of thing. So like, uh, and they kind of you know share between each other like, hey, you should check out this guy. And you've been one that we've been uh, we've always had an eye on. So it was really cool to uh see you debut there and i remember i wasn't uh i wasn't able to be there at that one but i know my buddy justin was and he yes. was he was very happy about that and uh i think he texted me right like right after you debuted he's like oh cabana man dan's here now and i'm like oh that's so awesome <laughs> so jealous i couldn't be there at the time yeah and that was a really cool part because i mean aiw is like one of the long time independent companies with a great reputation a lot of stars come through there. A lot of people on the rise for for years. So it's definitely a kind of like a bucket list promotion. I would someone in the independence would want to work for. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's been really um, it's been a big bummer since they haven't really been around too much uh, with everything going on. Uh, so I'm really excited for for next week. Uh, we finally got a couple shows coming up. So yeah, I see that. Just wait a few. Wait, wait a few weeks. I'm going to send a Hey Brother email to John Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that, I mean, I, I see they have like a Tuesday night show that doesn't follow Action Clash, but follows, I think, the mall wrestling, or like a Texas show. Yeah. And I, 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 I was reading the concept of, of the AIW Weekly TV, and it's really interesting where it's like people wrestle for money, 
And then at the end of a like a round robin, they get to like cash in their winnings for prizes. I probably just botched this off, but that's no, no, probably, you're that's pretty close. Is that close? Okay. Yeah, you're pretty close. So like basically, uh, every match they win, they get a thousand uh, biggins bucks. And yes. uh, if you lose, you don't get anything. Tag matches, you get oh. five hundred. Uh, the winning team gets five hundred each. And then basically, like they don't know when, but eventually they're gonna say, "Okay, well, th- the show's done." We're going to do a tournament. Here's how much it costs to buy into the tournament. And cool. once they do that, then it'll basically be, you know, you get, you know, the most money you can get a better seat in the tournament, that kind of thing. And the winner of that tournament gets a title shot of their choosing. Well, that's definitely a cool way to like stand out as far as like a weekly type show. Um, I know in Action Clash, we try to keep traditional to a TV format to where we'll have matches, we'll have in ring uh, promos, and then we'll have have like skits and pre-taped segments that we try to edit in with so it's pretty cool it's, it's, it's good to have like just hourly episodic indie wrestling yes or just hourly wrestling period because i can't watch three hours of anything <laughs> much less I, I only think i can really watch two hours of anything so having just one hour is uh, about all i need yeah i find i find myself spending a lot of time on my phone when i'm supposed to be trying to watch wrestling anymore if i gotta watch like a three-hour show i'm like well half of this i'm gonna be on my phone so hopefully i I pay enough attention to catch the end because i have to review this show so and there's times though i get i get certain people that i have to watch and i they they make me put my phone down and watch so uh you recently have transformed your character and uh, forgive me for not knowing exactly where it came from. Can you kind of go into where the castaway came from and kind of let's dig into that a little bit? Well, it, it really came from 2020 just being just a really shitty year for several reasons. Um, there's like several catalysts that kind of led to the decision to just totally make over everything. And that just the most most part of it was just I've been doing the same character pretty much without a lot of evolution mm-hmm. um, for 15 years. You know, there would be some serious moments, but everything's always like jokey, lighthearted Dan, and he comes out and has a good match and fights back sometimes, but it's all like wrestling is fun type attitude. Um, other than like Southern Underground Pro and like New South where I had I had to evolve because I was a regular regular there like monthly or every show, you gotta, you gotta actually have some evolution there, but um, just talking with other people and asking them, it's like, everybody's says this or that about me, but how do I really stand or why am I in the spot that I'm in and why can't I get further? And a lot of it was character. It's just like that type of character, that style, how I carry myself, how I look and my gear, like everything, everything in my package was holding me back. Um, so the idea obviously came from, you know, someone that's stranded on a deserted island, someone who's shipwrecked and washed ashore and had to survive to make everything that they have. And that's kind of what I felt like with 2020 is I had to, sur- I had, me and my family had to survive. Um, I lost my full-time job as a, as a territory sales representative for a large food company. Uh, all the restaurants in Alabama were closed for a while. So a lot of us lost our jobs. So we had to just scrape a lot of things together just to keep, keep the lights on. Um, and then, you know, ever since I got into wrestling, my goal was to be a Chikara guy. But being in Alabama, that was always tough. Well, in the la- like the latest and I guess last season of Chikara, I finally made it to their main roster and I was going to be brought in and stuff. Pandemic happened. Uh, things happened. I mean, 
the speak out movement happened and I was affected by that by Chikar deciding to close and my whole career and character was based off of getting to that. So that's not there anymore. So I can't be that person anymore. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was just like, this ain't working. And it was just like, I want to take everything that I've done and literally look like I've ripped it up and put it back together with just pieces of like stuff you would find on an island, leaves, coconut, uh, wood, and just like, I've just been, I've seen some shit and been through some shit. So I wanted to reflect that in my character now, you know, mm-hmm. just been, been around for so long and seeing people you work with get signed, people you work with passing away, retiring. Next thing you know, your circle's very small and you're the only one left on, on that island. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of different like, and I've never actually got to tell anybody, you know, the thought process going into this, but it was always about being the last one to survive, being the last one still around, being like the last like OG indie guy that's still out there fucking grinding it, working out every day, getting in the car, setting rings up and just doing it just like as if I was a greenhorn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. And, I dig it. And, you know, maybe one day, hopefully sooner than later, the right person notices the hustle, the grind, the transformation, the in-ring, just everything. And just the character, as long as I don't have to cut a promo because I kind of suck at those. <laughs> Get just I might be that person that someone's looking for, for a specific role at some point, And I want to be ready for it. Well, I mean, you, you definitely have transformed. I mean, you have transformed your body and uh i mean you just you look like a completely different guy now and uh i even we joked about this on the podcast previously when i said that when you come out with your mask on you look like the winter soldier to me and uh yes you just pops me so hard (laughs) (laughs) so i just i i really took notice of that i was like man i was like he looks like the winter soldier and then i was like you just look so just jacked and ready to do things and it just i'm like wow this is this is a new dan and i i I dig it i'm really excited so i'm like i'm glad to you kind of brought in that um what your headspace was because that a hundred percent makes sense uh for how you have transformed into this character that that blows me away that actually is uh it's deep there's lots of layers to it. It, it yes i really dig that i mean a lot of it was also just simply looking at the mirror and it's like yeah, this is a top guy for New South. I can sell tickets to New South. I can sell tickets to Sup, or I can get someone to tune into action. But that's because I'm already established. I mean, how how do I look to just somebody that doesn't know me? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, here's this goofy guy that looks like somebody's dad with a short haircut and this gigantic championship belt looking like a ding dong. <laughs> Every time that and, and I used to I used to love when that photo would go viral, but now I just kind of <laughs> cringe because I don't look like. I don't look like that dude from Saturday Night Live anymore. <laughs> Chris, uh, I don't know. I don't even know his name. Chris Cornell, maybe. Is that him? Cornell, Chris Cornell. Anyway, yeah. It was, it was somebody. And I was like, every now and again, that'll pop up and then people will make fun of it. And it's like, here, and I'll, I'll just post a picture. Here's me now. This is like three years ago. Right. That, sh- that, that photo is cool, but this is cooler. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing with that photo specifically isn't isn't about you. It's about how big that belt is. But I think that that is a really cool thing. Like, there's a lot of people that that don't like it, but there's more people I think that that really like it because oh, it's so yeah. different. It like I said, it, it to me it kind of reminds me of the big gold from WCW, but it's even bigger. So it's like, wow, that's <laughs> something cool. And then uh, 
I mean, I remember like one of my favorite things is when like Marco, like they did, you guys kind of did the Thor hammer spot with Marco where he couldn't <laughs> lift it. Well, that was great. I mean, it just stuff like that was great. And I'm sad. I never got to take a picture with you with it. Cause I think when I did get a picture with you at black label, uh, I think you had either just lost it. Uh, I think you had just lost it. If it was, if it was late 2020, I had just lost it. Um, cause I think, I think I lost it right before that four way with Colin Delaney, Jake Manning and, uh, Oh shoot. Who else was in that? But I want to say, was it I want, one of the, was it the Slamilton 2019? It was one of the oh. black label pro shows. I don't think you brought the belt with Maybe you didn't bring it with you, but if uh, I flew, I didn't bring, I didn't, I didn't bring it with me. If I flew, if I flew in, okay. but I only flew in once. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, which one it was, but I remember I got a picture with you, but I don't think, yeah, you didn't have the belt. Cause I was going to, uh, cause I always want to get a picture with that. Cause that, that belt is so dang huge. But speaking of new South, so you said that you were working behind the scenes there. Are you still kind of doing that? And like, what's your role there? And how, how uh, can you tell me a little bit more about new South? Cause I've seen some of their stuff, but I really haven't dove into everything they have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's my home promotion in the state of Alabama. Uh, they've been around, they're going on their sixth year. So in August will be our sixth anniversary. Um, you know, it's just, it's really grown, especially like if anybody like, not that anybody benefited from the pandemic. Uh, New South actually got to grow a lot because Alabama is a little looser with some restrictions. So that still gave us a platform to have wrestling shows. And that's when the pitch for having Action Clash as a weekly episodic content for IWTV came about. Because we, we would do big shows and then like send them in in full. And then, but those shows ended up being like three hours, four hours. And like we were thinking, I was like, Nobody wants to sit through this. What can we do? Well, let's just let's cut all these episodes. Let's cut these shows into quarters, halves, and make them hour long, and see if IWTV will put it on there. And then after Haas 2019, we got a lot of news from that because that was the last tournament before everything shut down mm-hmm. with Derek Neal winning it all, and we had Hallow Wicked, Mance Warner, Kurt Stallion, uh, AR Fox, just uh, like a who's who of like really good independent wrestlers. And then the very next week, everything closed. So that was that was just a really epic weekend. And we didn't have another show for like four months, three or four months. So when we came back, we were one of the first shows to come back. And that got a lot of people watching on IWTV. And then we just kind of went from there. It was like, let's make a weekly show. And um, other people have started doing weekly. And that's just, that's awesome. Um, yeah. We got a big show next weekend, May 1st. It's our uh, homecoming show to Hartsville, Alabama, where it all started. So. It's just it's just been a wild thing, man. We've had some amazing people come through. We've we had Mike Bennett, Danhausen, Effie is pretty much a regular with us now. Uh, uh, Jake Hager has come in, Gangrel. I mean, it's like if they're if they're in the independence, we, we they they're gonna pass through at some point. Yeah, it's really cool to see um, IWTV having like a ton of weekly shows. Uh, so uh, it's fun to see like uh, everybody you know tweeting it in the evenings, like oh you know this is on what's happening with this like paradigm has stuff now and it just it's really fun to see uh all the different uh talent and everything that's out there with iwtv and then having the weekly shows uh it's nice to have that option instead of just you know the same mainstream stuff yeah so you mentioned Derek neal and uh he's really blown up in the last uh couple of months um one of my favorite matches from the 
showcase of the independence was you and Derek Neal for that new South title. Thank you. Um, can you tell me a bit about that match? There was a lot of pressure, man. Um, just because the only time I ever had like a mania week booking, it was either a scramble, a multi-man or a battle Royal or something, something that doesn't really hold a lot of weight. But when IWTV approached new South as like, we want new South heavyweight championship to be defended here and have this stage. We want to have Derek Neal on and we want him to defend it against one of your guys. Um, so when I answered the challenge and Derek accepted and the booking committee accepted it, it was just a lot of pressure, man, because, uh, I just, I, I felt, I felt the rumbling. I felt eyes on me for the very first time. And I was just watching a lot of the other matches before us. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, we're going to have a match. That's not going to be like anybody else's match today. It's going to be really good. And we're going to have a Southern feel to it. And me and Derek just, we could, we're, we're, we're fight forever bros. Like we, no matter what town, no matter the match, if it's me and him against each other, it's going to be something good. Uh, just two veterans. I mean, he's been wrestling consistently more than me for 17 years. And I'm just, I'm, I'm super proud of him. I'm super glad that people are finally noticing how fucking good Derek Neal is. And uh, from him winning the Haas tournament last year to defeating me at the anniversary show and then coming back from pandemic and people are like, this guy's really good. And that's awesome. So we just, we just want to go out there and just put our hearts out there, wrestle like men and beat the shit out of each other. And that's, that was our plan. Well, you definitely well, succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was good yeah. stuff, man. Uh, there was, it, what's one of those things where like, I liked that they had a, almost a match from all these different promotions and everybody, it seemed like they were all trying to outdo each other in, in certain ways. And it was, uh, so almost every match, like back to back to back was just good. And it was like almost overwhelming. So like I could say, Oh, your match was good. The match after was, it, it was stellar all the way through for both, both cards. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was ex- definitely excited because like, again, uh, Dom had talked about, you know, like really enjoying uh, Derek Neal and really wanting to see him, uh, you know, get bigger and do bigger things. So when I saw he was facing you and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be really good because I know that you can go from from everything I've seen, especially uh, the most recent stuff I've seen um, in action. So I was like, all right. I was like, this is going to be something to watch. And I was not disappointed. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think I threw the only hip toss of Mania Week, <laughs> and it was the best. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just there, there, there's there's some things in like old school Southern wrestling I really pop for, and a really good hip toss is one of them. If you do a really good hip toss, it don't matter how big you're giving it to the dude, it looks believable. And that one was that one was amazing. Like I, I still watch that hip toss, <laughs> as dumb as it sounds. It's just amazing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've never had one single match get um the amount of i guess notice um and just very positive things about everybody involved with that part and the coolest thing that we wanted to plan is if we can only have one new south match let's bring as much new south and as much alabama down to florida you had me versus Derek neal i mean that's that's a banger match but you also had referee garrett who's our new south referee you had dump sanders and john mosley on commentary they both did New South commentary. And then we even had the ring announcer, Carmen Michael, from Alabama. So we brought as many people as we could to really give a showcase of what New South's about. And if you just slice a, a nice piece of New South pizza, this is it. <laughs> right on. Yeah, that 
it was uh it was excellent I, i'm really happy with uh all those shows on that week and i think that um there was just i mean that was some of my favorite stuff uh being able to see all the different promotions like uh, one of my favorite promotions is old wrestling yeah and, and to be able to see like they they had a showcase match on that, i thought that was great i was like this is so because it's so different from everything else like you yeah. get a taste of all these different companies like if you really like this now you know you can go check out all this other stuff because you got the you got IWTV for 10 bucks. Now you can go check out all this stuff for the rest of the month. It's great. It's like they planned it like that. Right. <laughs> uh, so uh, something we kind of uh, touched on earlier is that you're going to be facing Dan Housen this coming Tuesday. Um, yes. How is that for you? Because uh, Dan Housen is one of my all-time favorite guys to watch wrestle. And uh, I know he had a real, real good match with Mike Bennett. And uh, then I got to see that I saw that he was facing you. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be really good, too. So how was that for you? Uh, it was really good. Um, we faced each other a couple times before, but it was in like scramble or multi-man type situations. And it was and it was before the very nice, very evil persona that he's adopted over the last uh, year and a half or so. So this was like current day. And it was just it was just a lot of fun, man. Um, it brought out some like some older CMD like some some of the moments in it were kind of were kind of fun mm-hmm. at times, but uh, you know when it got down to it, it was a wrestling match, and um, and considering he just ha- uh, well he had that match with uh, Mike Bennett just a couple maybe two or three hours earlier. I mean that he went hard, so uh, having a, having a good match again uh, meant a lot, and the people the people at New South love him. Uh, he he's going to be on tonight, which you know I don't, I don't know when this will drop, but he's wrestling. Uh, Another New South wrestler, uh, Sean Christopher, at Top Chef. So uh, check that out too, because that was that's a bar crowd. They were really rowdy. So it was just it that whole weekend. This most recent weekend was the most normal wrestling's felt since before pandemic, with action and then New South on Saturday and Sunday. It was like the most normal everything's felt. So it was it was nice to have three shows in one weekend and see a lot of people. Turnout was great. Um, just people, people are ready for some entertainment and we were, we were proud to give it to them. Yeah. I think with, uh, things starting to kind of open back up and loosen up and everything like that and people getting their vaccines and everything, it seems like uh, a lot of people are predicting it's going to be like huge for, for wrestling, for like any, uh, sports, anything like that concerts, everybody's been cooped up for, for a year and they want to go out and do stuff. So I mean, everybody's having really great crowds right now, so it's really nice. Um, it's really nice, and I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to go to more wrestling shows uh, this year than I did last year. I was it was one of the hardest things is like my, my only thing that I really like do for myself. Like I take pay all my bills. So I, you know, I work Monday through Friday. The only thing I like to do for myself is to go to wrestling shows, and not having those was miserable for the for the last year. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so like, I'm just very happy that we get to see wrestling again and, and everything's kind of opening back up. I'm definitely going to check out that show. Um, I've seen, I think I saw a match between you and Mance Warner at that place before, um, during, yes. and, uh, I remember there was a table spot in it. I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah. We had, we had a couple of all like really thick doors. Yeah. Um, and that was actually like my last match at new South before the collective and, and that was another thing, you know, getting COVID, bringing that into my home, getting it, giving it to my wife. 
quarantining away from my child for two and a half weeks. It's a lot of guilt, um, a lot of stress, a lot of second guessing and stuff. And, you know, there's just a lot of other things that, you know, I had to take a couple months. I took a couple months off, I think, maybe at least a month. And then had come back with the whole new look against a very good professional wrestler. Like it was an extended little break mm-hmm. to just clear my mind and just get my, get my, get my wind back and, uh, and all that. So it was, it was wild. I mean, the Mance Warner match was like the last of that era, previous era CMD. And plus the, the Joey Janela spring break where I was in the clusterfuck with the flip-flops or whatever, uh, for, for 30 seconds. That was probably, that was like the last time I'm kind of over, overdoing them. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the other match that I was thinking of from AIW was you were in another scramble at uh, Guido's Beer Bash, and Dan Housen was yeah. in that match with you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well I, well, I forgot he was in that, so we have worked together now four times. I just I forgot he was in that. Yeah, I think it was you, Manders. There was a bunch of people, but I believe it Manders. Was, it, was too, it was too many. <laughs> yeah. It was cool, though, because, I, again, I got to see you live. Like, I think it was my, my second time seeing you live at that point. Maybe Probably so. Yeah, so it's very happy. Like, anytime I get to see, like, people that I've watched on uh, Southern Underground Pro and stuff like that pop up uh, close to me where I can go see them live, it's it's awesome. Um, like, that's another thing. Like, Justin and I always talk about, like, oh, man, we wish we could see this person here, this person there. And uh, eventually, like, I feel like it's going to happen for a lot of the guys that I see from Southern Underground Pro. There's just such a talented bunch there. So, yes, yes. The, those last three videos they put up, mm-hmm. uh, last three events, rather, they're wild, man. Especially the, the, uh, um, the, 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 we ended up taping three things that day. The first one was like a regular show, the second one was the, the gauntlet and then the third taping was getting like it was intense like i don't know what it was everybody was tired we had been there since like 10 in the morning it was now creeping up at eight nine ten o'clock at night but for some reason everybody just had a second win and mm-hmm. that show that show was sick <laughs> so uh definitely definitely check those out that match with nolan was that was a wild one i love that one too i haven't watched the i've watched the incarnation gauntlet but i haven't watched the the um last show I've been saving it because I want to review it and I don't want to watch it now and then oh, be like, oh, I can't yeah. remember what's going on. I have to rewatch it again. So I am going to watch that soon. Um, but actually, the next thing I want to get into is uh, listener questions. So if you yeah, want to jump absolutely. into those. Okay. I hope you have 100. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. No, uh, we'll see. All right. So Austin wants to know, uh, what is your favorite drink with a little umbrella in it? Uh, you know what? I mean, you really, I really can't go wrong with a pina colada. I like pineapples and I like coconuts and that's just not a gimmick. I really like tropical flavors. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I try to get those when I can, but they're, they're very sugary and I don't really do sugar very much anymore. Okay. Um, to keep this body guy status, apparently <laughs> a lot of this, this newfound hunk status in the independent wrestling world. Uh-huh. But I will, I will enjoy mango and like, uh, pineapple and coconut alcoholic seltzers as well. Okay. Okay. Something low carb. <laughs> that's what I, you know, I think that's the, the big push on those is that, uh, it seems like all the wrestling fans really like them, uh, in my group of friends and it all really came from the wrestlers themselves that kind of, uh, they're, they're just easy to drink. Um, sometimes beers are heavy, even yeah. the light ones. And it's just not what, it's just not the consistency and, and flavor and, 
and the lightness. It's just not, you just don't want any of that. So, you know, I go for the seltzers. Right on. All right. So, uh, from Ronald two legs, he wants to know, do you partake? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long story. Uh, if he's a, does he have a pirate brother? That's Ronald one leg. (laughs) No, (laughs) that would be really cool though. Uh, he wants to know if you partake in cannabis. Um, well, uh, my normally wholesome character that might sound like not so much, but I mean, I've dabbled, but it's, uh, it's not a lot. Okay. Um, uh, I have, I have, I do enjoy an edible now and then in the uh, comfort of wherever I'm staying for the night. Right on. Um, and the, or, or like a vape pen, but as far as like the smoking ones, I, I, I don't do that much just cause I don't, I don't enjoy breathing in smoke. Right. But just, you know, a little bit on, on occasion. Okay. Uh, next is a question from Ed. Uh, he's been on the show a few times. He wants to know, how did it feel when Scott Steiner touched you? Do you feel like he <laughs> transferred any power your way when this happened? No, he took my power away and threw me like a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fucking time that was. That was some of the scariest shit in my life because you don't want to fuck anything up with Scott Steiner and Hornswoggle, <laughs> right. especially just being a guy at the right place at the right time and I had missed a cue that I didn't understand what he was talking about. And then he says, he's just yell- yelling at me. He says, get in the ring, motherfucker. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. And then I saw him grab a chair. And I thought, brother, I'm fucked. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but uh, no, he was super, he was super cool, man. Um, very, uh, very, you know, laid back, but kind of serious at the same time. And I just remember he just, he threw me. And in midair, he said, tuck your chin, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" But no, nah, it was a it was a treat. No, nah, it it was great. All right. Uh, from Jonah, would you like? Uh, he he would like your take on slides, or are you a flip flop only guy? I am a fl- well. Okay, so listen, uh, I've got flip flops and I've got Crocs. That's pretty much. I don't really like. I have to wear like tennis shoes at the gym, mm-hmm. and I wear and I wear like an uh, I guess a hiking boot for doing things throughout the day. But if I had a choice, I'd be in flip flops or a pair of Crocs all the time. Okay. Uh, actually, no, no, no socks. <laughs> it's actually funny because <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, during the summer, I only wear uh, slides. I don't wear, unless I have to go to work, then I have to wear shoes at work. But uh, I, I don't, I don't wear slides. I don't, I don't own any. Uh, from Austin, he also wanted to know, like, you don't like shoes, but what about Crocs? But you already answered that now. So, <laughs> Oh, I've oh, listen. I've got some very embarrassing Crocs that I like to wear. So they got the typical Croc bottom, but then they also have like a leather and lace. Uh, no, not leather and lace, but like leather with laces. Okay. Like like real shoes. This that was really weird for me to say leather and lace Crocs. That sounds pretty kinky. But no, <laughs> these these were like business casual Crocs that I would wear, and uh, they're very embarrassing looking, but I love them. They're the ultimate dad shoe. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, you know, everybody made fun of them for the longest time, and now they seem like they're really coming around to be in style. Like that's yes, a, a and now thing. they make purses out of that same material and charge like seventy five dollars for a a beach tote. Oh no, those bog bags. It's the same material as Crocs. Oh wow, <laughs> I mean they're great. You know they're light, good for the beach, sturdy, durable. But man, it's like every basic Southern woman has one around here. <laughs> All right. Up next from Orange Flacity, he would like to oh, know. Hey. He would like to know what do you think of Hook? Like the movie? Okay, so <laughs> you got lucky with this because 
He specifically wanted to know, uh, it's good. It goes into one of three categories. Either you ask for clarification, uh, two, you think the movie or three, he's, he's specifically talking about Taz's son hook. Okay. So I don't have cable, so I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with AEW outside of what I see on Twitter. Okay. So I, I, I know there's a, there's a person named hook on the show, but I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it and I've never seen the movie hook. So I have really? nothing to add to this question. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This, this question is a dud for me. Cause I don't, I have nothing to add. To it. <laughs> All right. And the final question, I'm glad that wasn't the final one. That would have been a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could definitely could have been, uh, <laughs> I saved this one because he specifically said I had to mention him. Uh, so oh. from, from Jason Ayers, he wants to know what are your Uh-oh. three favorite magic, the gathering decks and what's your okay. least favorite to play against? Oh my gosh. All right. So <laughs> I used to play Magic the Gathering back in high school. Okay. And with Magic the Gathering Arena mobile app coming out, I have been like, I, I play more Magic now than I ever did. <laughs> it's like anytime I got five minutes in between taking orders and deliveries, I'm playing Magic in a parking lot on my phone. But I, I there's a lot of decks I hate playing against, especially when I'm losing. But uh, I really just can't, I, I could never stand playing against uh an all blue control deck because it's so annoying to get all your spells countered or your creatures sent back to your hand or your opponents drawing cards. And, and in magic, the person with the card advantage nine times out of 10 is going to win. And if, and, and blue decks are usually the ones drawing the cards, keeping me from doing anything while they build up a big hand and have huge monsters and all this stuff. So that's my least favorite one to play against. Um, but I just, I don't know, sometimes it's fun for me to be playing with like a green deck or something with really big creatures that are ridiculous um, or just like cool combos and just like really thinking stuff through. And now this is a Magic the Gathering podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm really like, so it comes with like a bunch of decks that are free and I've started making my own deck and it's a red and white dwarf deck because okay. that's all I got. And it's kind of fun having a theme with the deck and this deck's theme happens to be dragons and dwarves. And, uh, I, they're, they're, it, I just named the deck and then, different um, kind of D and D there. <laughs> yes. And then another one I like is a, there's like a game tie or I'm sorry, like a card type with cards that have mutations on them. I like those right now. Cause those are fun and can really like turn the tide in a match. So that's mine. And you know, I like, I like, I just, I don't know. I just like fun decks. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played magic. Uh, I used to play in, I want to say middle school. My cousin got me into it and he still plays and, and collects. And like, that's all we ever get him for Christmas nice. and birthdays. And he gets cards and he half the time he'll go through and be like, Oh, this is a $30 card. This is a $40 card. Or, you know, sometimes he'll get a hundred dollar yeah, yeah. card. And he, I don't know if he still, I don't think he does tournaments anymore, but I know he still plays like he has a massive collection and, uh, I don't know if he's been playing on the mobile app though. I would assume that he knew about it and is playing it. it oh, it's so fun I mean, and it's free. And I mean, you can, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm playing rank mode and I've gotten so far to where I'm now playing people that are obviously investing money into this mm-hmm. and just kicking my ass. I'll win one match and then I'll feel good. And then I'll lose seven in a row and hate my life. And, uh, that's currently where I'm am. That's why I went to like just playing for fun and not ranked. And, um, so, my dad owned a comic book store when I was in school, like pretty much from kindergarten to uh, 12th grade. He owned a comic book shop. Oh, and I wasn't wow. really big into comics, but 
but I was I, I, I was very big into Magic the Gathering cards because I thought they were cool looking with the artwork and stuff. And once mm-hmm. I learned how to play, I started teaching people how to play and became a Magic the Gathering ambassador. They would send me stuff to teach people. I'd play every Friday night. Uh, I'd play in tournaments. I'd play online. I've got friends that I met through IRC chat rooms playing Magic the Gathering on the Apprentice program. And I have I've I've got a I've got one friend that he was he was in my wedding, and we met off of there, and we've been really good friends for gosh nearly 20 years now that's he just awesome. texted me today so that, that that was awesome that is so cool uh that's and then i had imagine the gathering club so you know we were slaying all the women <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> there's a really good photo of us with a poster board saying imagine the gathering club with my butt cut parted haircut <laughs> with like a terrible peach fuzz mustache and an adidas shirt that well, if I ever find it, it's gonna it's gonna go on Twitter, but I gotta find it. <laughs> it did not make the yearbook. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Uh, that that's. Well, a- I'm a big nerd for some things, and Magic the Gathering is one of them. <laughs> well, I'm glad he said to specifically mention it. So I do. I figured there had to be something there when he said that. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh man, just you know, I'm, I assume all your listeners have IWTV, so every Tuesday night. Seven o'clock Central Alabama time uh, is Action Clash, and most times I'm on it. So check that out. It's been a great platform for uh, Southern veterans like myself, uh, up and comers trying to get a look. People coming through. I know we've got um, we had Mike Bennett on. He's going to be on again next week. I guess Donnie Janella, uh, me and Danhausen next week. Uh, man, it's just it's just it's just been wild. And uh, you know, if there's an action show in Georgia, I'm probably going to be on it. If there's a Southern Underground Pro show, I'm probably going to be on it. So, so just check those out. You know, follow me on Twitter at Cabana Man Dan. My DMs are open. If you have a question about wrestling or Magic the Gathering, apparently, <laughs> you can ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> or or pina coladas, but no questions about hook because I won't have nothing for you playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Oh, it was a pleasure. Anytime. That's going to do it for us this week on IWTV Guide. Huge thank you to Cabana Man Dan for coming on the show. Remember, we aren't going to be doing a new episode this week on Monday, so this is your episode for the week. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Also, check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, It's Evolution Baby, and If You Catch My Grift. And our other non-podcasting friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern underground pro you can find me on twitter and instagram at charlie underscore butters and you can find this podcast on twitter and instagram at iwtv guide wear your mask black lives matter talk to you next week everyone Destination unknown. <laughs>
Destination alone An expedition In the desolation alone Where are 